Welcome to Spirit for Success, a podcast for kick-ass ladypreneurs with spirit, smarts, sass, and style who want to succeed at business, life, and love with ease and grace. Want to see what other fabulousness we have in store for you? Go to spirit, the number four, success.com. That's www.spiritforsuccess.com. Now to your kick-ass and sparkly hosts, Rach Wilson and Therese Tucker. Hi, I'm Rach. And I'm Therese. And this session is all about teaching you the fundamentals of the four intelligences, which make up the core of our work. And a lot of what we're teaching comes back to these four intelligences. So I'm going to hand it over to Reese to do the initial what's what, who's who, and um, go from there. (laughs) Okay, so what the heck are the four intelligences? This is something that has been channeled through uh, work that Rach and I do together when we connect to our team in spirit. Uh, We will be teaching this core material in our master class programs, Um, but when we talk about it, we wanted to give you a foundation about what the heck it is. What does it mean when we're talking about the four intelligences? So the four intelligences create our holistic intelligence. It means this is like the ultimate intelligence that we're working with. Now, most people, when they think about intelligence, are thinking about the mind, right? Mind. Yeah. The brain. Right. So we have a tendency to relegate intelligence just to the brain. And what we've learned through our channeling sessions is that there are actually multiple points that intelligence goes through. And then when you add them together, when they're working in synergy, they create a holistic intelligence. And um, a way you could liken this is to the pieces of a car that that, um, if you're driving with just one piece, you're not using the whole car. So the four intelligences are... Mm -hmm. Spirit intelligence, which has a physical location. Each of these, by the way, has a physical location in the body. Spirit intelligence is hanging out above the head. So if you're familiar with the chakras, this would be just above your crown chakra. You can imagine this golden orb, like I like to see it, of spirit intelligence. Moving down, there's a connective, uh, like a silver thread connecting down into the brain where mind intelligence hangs out. Which our team and spirit like to say that it's the oversized, overused gland out of the <laughs> entire intelligence system. Right. Because we are part of our programming is to, to overuse it. Anyway, continue. Right. We tend to be over-reliant on the brain. So connecting down from, so spirit, down to brain, down to follow the cord. Now we've got our spinal column included. Connecting to that is heart-soul intelligence, which lives in the heart center. So physical heart's there, heart chakra is there. Uh, this is your where emotional intelligence is stored, core. And then moving down the spinal column, connecting that is our body intelligence, which lives in uh, the core or right about where your solar plexus is located and just between the sacral and solar plexus chakras. So it is, if you pull in your belly button, if you just pull in your stomach and you feel that where the belly button kind of pulls into the abdominal wall, 
That's about the seat of the body intelligence. These are our four intelligences, spirit, mind, heart, soul, body. And we interchange heart and soul. So some people will call it the heart and some people will call it the soul. For us, it's interchangeable. We use either or both. And we, and just a really quick note, we do go into this in further detail in our masterclass sessions, um, but the difference between spirit and soul. So I'm going to give you my version and Rach can give her, <laughs> give you her <laughs> version because we both say the same thing in a different way. So spirit would be like the electricity that runs through um into a lamp. It is the energy that goes into the lamp. Soul would be the lamp. So it is the expression of energy, that which looks different. So it is like the the personality. It's an energy signature. And so spirit is what's connecting and running us all. Soul is it's is our individual and unique expression of that energy. Yeah, so my my version of what she just said <laughs> is uh, to look at it as a um, as our soul is uh, our unique expression into the world. I see it as a screen print. So as we go through our lives, when we're first born, the screen there's nothing on the screen because we haven't lived, experienced, learned anything. But as we go through life, we start to put patterns and take chunks out of the screen that create a very unique print. So spirit energy is the collective consciousness, it's source energy, it's the, there's, you know, we are a part of the same collective. But, so that spirit energy then comes through our soul, our personality, our unique expression shines through the screen print of us and creates something unique that is expressed into the world. So spirit is the, the light, our soul is our unique expression coming through our personality, our experience into the world. Exactly. Beautiful. I know. So, so then I guess the question becomes why, why do we need holistic intelligence? Because that's what happens when you use all four together. So Rach, why do we need holistic intelligence? Well, maybe the best way to describe that is to express, uh, share a story of what it looks like when you are completely out of balance. So as our team and spirit have talked about, we tend to rely very heavily on our mind intelligence, our brain. And for me, when I was, it's very much about the logic, you know, doing things because it's logical, doing things because that's the next step. It's not incorporating the spirit intelligence. It wasn't incorporating heart and soul intelligence. It certainly wasn't listening to the body because the body tells you everything. So for me, trying to create a business that was successful by utilizing predominantly the mind left me burnt out, um, left me confused, left me wondering if I was doing the right thing, constantly questioning, is this the right thing? Is that the right thing? Feeling overwhelmed. All of these things are because I was relying predominantly on my mind or my brain. And that is the logic and rationale. Whereas if I had incorporated listening to my heart and soul, I would have been able to work out what direction would make me the happiest and then utilizing my spirit intelligence, which is the way that we're doing it now, for extra guidance, for finding the shortcuts, for getting the information that will allow us to do this with ease and grace. And the body, which is the vehicle, the part of us that gives us the energy, the drive, it's the part of us that tells us what we need most, which we're going to talk about in a moment. But by not having, by utilizing too much of the mind, I basically shot myself in the foot and wasn't able to get to the level of success 
that everybody else had talked about was possible, but it just didn't seem possible for me because I just couldn't get there. So that's what it looks like when it's not being the, – the intelligences are not being used in the way that they've been de- designed to work together. That's why it's important. If you want to create a life that is fun, that feels good, including a business that's thriving, but still have the balance in your life to spend with loved ones, family, to get enough downtime, to work naturally with your rhythms of inspiration and drive, but also have rest and relaxation, then you really need to be focused on how do I utilize all four of my intelligences? Your turn. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, so when when we were talking about that, the, the question that came to mind that people might be asking were are like, okay, well, what do they do? What does each one do? As as we're talking about the different types of intelligence, so um, let's start with what I would call the base, which is actually the body, body intelligence. Love the body. Love the body. <laughs> Loving the body. Love it. Um, And they really, our team in spirit have been really extra focused on this body because out of the obsessive, (laughs) out of the (laughs) four intelligences we have, the body intelligence tends to be the one that most people ignore, especially high functioning people um, with a lot of go-getters. Yeah. A-type personalities, perfectionists. (laughs) Exactly. We tend to focus a lot on mind and heart because we've got the passion which lives in the heart, um, and we got our mind, and and even Rach and I, who you know we work spirituality is part of our business, so we're connecting to our spirit, our spiritual intelligence all the time. The one area that gets neglected by us frequently is the body, and it's not just a um, exercise and eat well type of, of <laughs> neglect. We wish, <laughs> right? Because that's actually. That's a part of it. That's maintenance and upkeep. But body intelligence is where we're talking about gut feelings, about one of my favorite statements that means something to me, and I'm sure you've heard this before, is when you get something that was up in your head, meaning you got it um, in theory. or Intellectually. Exactly. But then it drops into the body. That's one of my favorite ways of like, oh, that's a I finally got it because it dropped into my body. Where it's dropping into is into your body intelligence. That essence of I know, just without a doubt, I absolutely know that this is the truth or real or whatever. That's when it's in the body. Exactly. And when the body has it, it is stored. Um, A great way to think about body intelligence. People who use body intelligence all the time are athletes and dancers. So one of the things that they talk about is you you practice, 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 and then you forget it. Because if you're thinking about it, then you're back into the brain, right? If you're thinking about it, you're going up into mind intelligence. Body intelligence remembers. It has kinetic memory. All right? This is pretty cool. So when you do something several times, like for example, everybody has kinetic memory of brushing your teeth. You can literally do anything else while you're brushing your teeth because your mind remembers how to do it. Isn't that interesting? I'll put this in here because it'll help people to understand why. When we teach this information, sometimes they just don't get it um, and it it takes a while for it to become unconscious because there are four steps to changing a pattern of behavior or learning, so to speak. So the first step is being unconsciously incompetent, which means 
I don't know what I don't know. So I don't know what I need to improve. I don't know how I don't know what I don't know. I just don't even know it exists. But then something happens and you become aware that there is a different way to do something, a different way of being. Um, and it might be, I like to use the, the analogy of, of learning to drive a car. So until you get to that point of needing to learn, you don't need to know anything. But then when you start to learn, you move into the next stage, which is um, consciously incompetent. Now I know that I don't know how to do this. I know what I don't know. So I, now I want to learn to do it or I want to make this change in my life. It might be around money. It might be around business. Whatever it is, you realize and become aware that you need to make a change. So then you start to do something different. You take on a new practice. It's like installing new behaviors, all of that. And then you move into consciously competent. And it's like when you first learn to drive a car and you're sitting in the driver's seat and you had to consciously think, I need to put my indicator on. Now I need to look over my shoulder. Now I need to, all right, look over the other shoulder and put the pedal down. It was very, it felt very alien. Mm-hmm. And it took a while before you started to feel like it flowed. Well, that's the same with anything that we teach. You're going to go through all of these steps. Once you keep going with the practice, you get to a place and you're consistently doing it. It starts to become a pattern that is so well trained in your neurology that your body just takes over and you move into the last step, which is unconsciously competent. Now you can drive your car, you can text on your phone, you can be eating a burger or <laughs> healthy carrot sticks, whatever you're into, <laughs> and be thinking something completely different at the same time because now you've done so much practice, you've been so consistent, you're at a level of mastery. Yeah, that is, so there you go. That I love that. I love that breakdown. And action, actually, as I listen to it, I can see where the other intelligences come in and support in those different steps. So you've got that, you've got that, that kinetic memory, you've got that, um, unconscious con- uh, competence, which I love that, um, in the body. Also, you've got, it's connected to intuition, right? So there, are, the body, um, also is receiving information from the spirit, in, um, intelligence and is getting it directly, like direct, it's like hot wired to each other. We like hot wired. <laughs> <We love> <laughs> Right. So this is where we're talking about butterflies. We're talking about the tingles. We're talking about the prickles, the, the feeling like you just know something and you there's no logical explanation. So things that defy logic are living in the body intelligence. The body itself is actually the mouthpiece for all four intelligences. So all of the intelligences are routed through the body. The the beautiful thing about that is your mind only has to go to one place to get all of the data when it's trained because at the moment, generally, and I use this as a, a library analogy, just we've got a lot of different analogies. <laughs> With a library analogy, your mind is like the librarian, or at least it should be. But if it's not trained, it goes to the only two areas that it knows about. It goes to the history because, well, if I need to make a decision, I've got to work out where we've been before, what's worked, what hasn't worked, and clearly that will tell us what's possible in the future. Mm-hmm. No, not true. But the body is the part that tells you what what information is coming through. So, for instance, and this is where people get caught a lot, they think they're using their intuition and they go, oh, I don't want to make that. I'm trying to make a decision. I don't think I'll do that option because it doesn't feel good. And they stop there. The thing is, the body also stores um, memory. 
It stores emotional memory. Mm -hmm. Everything that you've ever learned, experienced is stored in the body, not in the brain, in the body. Mm -hmm. So when something doesn't feel good, it is it can be one intuition which is actually saying, no, don't go there. That's not right for you, not aligned. But it could also be saying, oh, I've got some emotional baggage around that and that feels really uncomfortable and I don't want to do it and fear and whatever else is coming up. So the body tells you both. And unless you train your mind to ask more questions, you will often get confused between what's intuition and what's your own emotional stuff. And speaking of emotion, that brings us right to the next center. It brings us to heart and soul intelligence, which is where um, all emotional intelligence is. Would you say it's manufactured there or would you say that it's received there? Um, I see heart and heart and soul intelligence as that, like the emotional baggage is stored in the body. That's part of the mind stuff. That's subconscious stuff. But the part of heart and soul is that part of you that gets really inspired. That part of you that goes, oh, geez, you know what? I would love to do that. Your passion, your purpose comes through that, um, that intelligence. So there's a difference between emotion and feelings. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does make sense. Go into that a little bit more, though, uh, the difference between emotions and feelings. Okay, so for me, um, feelings would be like there's physical sensations, but the feelings are like inspiration. It's coming from the heart and soul. It's letting you know, yes, I want to do that. Yes, I want to do that. Or no, a feeling of no is an intuitive sense that goes, no, that's not right. Emotions are linked to emotional baggage, Um so things like resentment, guilt, all those things are emotions, but also, I mean, happiness and joy are also emotions and they're triggered by experiences that are happening around us in the moment. And it can it triggers good feeling stuff because we've got a lot of emotional events in our past that have triggered us to feel good and there's other emotions that have triggered us to not feel so good. So feelings to me is more an intuitive yes or no. Whereas emotions are the, you know, it's the, the chemical process that's triggered by memory and, and things that are happening in the moment, sometimes because of stored stuff. Right. And usually, and again, I would say that a way that you know if you're using heart intelligence is sometimes logic can't answer, can't explain why. Logic lives in the mind intelligence. That is the analytical part of us that is like there's information to support this based on X, Y, and Z. So when we're working with the um, heart intelligence and we're working with the body intelligence, logic um, isn't really a factor in it. Like, you know, go ahead and start this new business, even though you only have $100 in your bank, you're going to be okay. I just know it. I just know it. But there's no logic to support that. But there's a gut feeling, right? There's this gut feeling that it's actually going to work or it's going to be okay or that it feels good. Yep. So in those two areas, um, logic doesn't really play into it. Um, and But you can see as we're building up and we're moving into the analytical mind, how these things are synergistic and working together. This is the... They're meant to work together. Exactly. This is the holistic intelligence that we're talking about. So mind intelligence, we don't really need to go too deep into that because most of us are stuck there. <laughs> most of us hang out in the mind and overanalyze and break apart and look at and compare facts and data, which is what the, the mind's meant to do. 
Um, Rach says a lot of times that the mind is like an investigator, <laughs> like it's investigating. It should be, but when it's when it's untrained, it will be triggered. The emotions will be triggered by something that's happening. It's a subconscious thing. There's very little conscious thought that goes into a reaction when someone calls you a name and you go, "Oh my god, that's the worst thing they could have said to me." <laughs> um, so then the mind goes, "Well, you know, maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I'm this." So then the emotion triggers a thought process that then fuels the emotion that that fuels the mind that fuels the emotion, and and down the the rabbit hole we go. Now, a mind that has been trained and emotional baggage, because I teach emotion mastery or we both teach emotion mastery, and that's about releasing and healing the emotional baggage so it doesn't short-circuit the mind and take it down that spiral. Once you've cleared that, then the mind is really meant to be the investigator. It's meant to get grab all of the data. So when it's only listening to the mind and it's not incorporating the other intelligences, it's kind of like a standalone computer. Yes, there's a lot of computer analogies in everything we do because that's the way they give it to us. But it's like a standalone computer and only on the only hard drive it has, if it's not connected to anything else, it's got a limited data sample. It's only got a certain amount of information that you've put there. But once you connect to spirit intelligence, it's like connecting it to the World Wide Web. And as you can imagine, there is a little bit more data out on the World Wide Web than there is on a tiny little hard drive. Exactly. When you've got access to that, you've got access to a lot more information which can determine and give you, make you, help you make better decisions around what to do, what not to do, where to go, etc. So when your mind has been overused is when it's not being the investigator. The order that works the best which is what we've worked out by working with spirit is first of all you listen to your heart and soul your heart and soul will tell you what is unique to you that will make your life the most happiest abundant life possible you're getting that information through your heart and soul once you've determined what will make you happy and what you would love to do then you sort of tune into spirit and say okay well I need guidance around this. This is what I want to do. Ask for help, set intentions. And this is all stuff we go into in many masterclasses. And then the mind kicks in. Then the mind is about, right, now we know where we're going. Now I need to create a plan. I need to create a little bit of structure so that we know what action to take when we've got some time tomorrow. And through all of that, you're listening to the body and the body is giving you the information to say, oh, yes, that feels good. That's aligned with my heart and soul. Oh, I don't like the idea of doing a a 10-week program. That feels like it's going to take a lot of time and it feels draining. Okay, so that's not the way to do it. So the mind should be going, well, that doesn't feel good. Okay, well, let's look at another way to do this. What else is possible? And then it comes up with a plan based on the feedback it's getting from the body, which is getting the information from spirit, from soul. Um, and from the the mind stuff that might be happening. Does it make sense? Yeah. I mean, just to to, to wrap it up, so the spirit intelligence, as Rach has talked about, is like getting tapped into the World Wide Web. And just to kind of reiterate what we're tapping into there, that actually the term getting tapped in is a perfect way to describe spirit intelligence. Um, Mm. This is where all information is stored in the universe, in everything. Right, it was like in perpetuity, Energy. <laughs> just out there for like anything that ever is, was, or will be, it, we have access to. And this includes, um, this is where I get to go a little woo-woo, which is my favorite area. Yeah, but this is, go on, go woo-woo. <laughs> this is where like multiple realities exist, like, you know, different, different outcomes. 
um, different scenarios, um, connections to past lives, connections to other people. Um, this is where you can tap in and get information. Like for example, this morning they were talking Mm -hmm. to me and we, I was listening to the podcast Rach and I had recorded last week and, um, the word core came up core material and they, I just kind of tapped in and listened and they were like talking about how for eons and eons, you know, centuries and centuries, um, our ancestors understood that our, our strongest center is our heart center, the electromagnetic field of the heart, which we've measured. Now we have a measuring system to do this, um, has shown that it's 60 times greater than that of the brain. So our ancestors who didn't have a way of measuring electromagnetic fields intuitively understood that the heart center was one of the most powerful centers we can work from. That's why Rach talked about, they told us to start with the heart center. It's your most powerful center. Um, that it shows up in one of the most ancient languages, which is, um, well, not most ancient, <laughs> but one of our, our base languages, which is French, um, which is one of the base Latin languages, the word for heart is core. And other ancestries and and lineages and cultures understood this as well. And only until we started developing in the scientific realm did did the attention move from the heart to the brain. Because the science is about the analytics of it, about investigating the facts is this is there a logical explanation for x y and z so that's an example of tapping into spiritual intelligence i tapped in i tapped in without trying to get an answer and got led to information about the work that we're doing Um, that's just one of many many ways which you can use spiritual intelligence the key that we're teaching you is how to integrate all four because that is the message that that we have been given to share with other people is how to get that holistic intelligence where you're running on all cylinders yeah and that's like 12 cylinders not just the four when you put them together it's um it's a really interesting that's the way that I like to look at it is while there's four components kind of like if you put together it would be a four-cylinder car which is my thought but actually what happens is when you've got all four together working together it's like stepping into a v12 it has extra boost extra power um, it's such synergistic alignment that it it uh, it's just it's the path of ease and grace it really is mm-hmm. and I can see through my life all the times where I've not had access to or not purposely focused on some of my intelligences, spirit intelligence being one. And I will be honest, there are um, you know, that is the one that I'm still learning to trust and I trust it a lot more, but I know that there's going to be a lot of you out there who are so used to using your brain. You might even use your heart and soul. You might even listen to your body. But when it comes to tuning into and tapping into your team and spirit or trusting your intuition sometimes, maybe there is a lot of trust that needs to be built there. And I can honestly tell you, that having focused the last, oh gosh, 18 months now, about 18 months, really focused on my intuition and utilizing and growing my strength in that intelligence, it's made a massive difference to building a business. I'm making more money in the last 12 months and I'm trying a hell of a lot less. So there is something to be said about utilizing and connecting with spirit intelligence. I just wanted to add that. 
Right. And if you feel frustrated that maybe you're not connecting to all four intelligences, don't worry. Relax. We've got this because that's what we're here to help you do. <laughs> so that's what I'm teaching us. <laughs> so if you're hearing this and you're like, Godoy, I don't do that. And now I'm really frustrated. Don't go, don't go there. Just relax. Just know <laughs> that all the all the information that you need to connect to these four intelligences and to make them connect to each other, we're gonna provide that for you. Yeah, through the podcast, through the masterclasses, through our VIP days and everything else we create beyond whatever we've got right now. It is all about helping you to to build strength in all of those because guaranteed there's got to be at least one, maybe two, that are very weak for you. So we're going to be teaching you how to do these things, but helping you to develop all of them in different ways through our even our articles will sometimes focus on body. Sometimes they'll focus mm-hmm. on spirit. So just watch out for everything that we do because it'll be a component of, of the, the bigger picture. And just one quick thing I wanted to add about that. So when you're trying to become holistic and synergized, the first thing you have to do is get healthy. If you're depending heavily on your logical intelligence, your mind intelligence, that is, um, it's like being out of shape, right? It's a little over-exercised and some areas are under-exercised. So it's going to be a little bit of a transition. <laughs> you will you will get this though. You will. We've got it. If we can get it, you can get it. Yeah. Know that it's going to take some time. Like I talked about the four steps to change, right? It's going to be very much the case here. So don't get disheartened if you find yourself falling back into old patterns. Awareness is the first step to change. So know that both of us have you know, A-type personalities are go-getters and we (laughs) overdo things. Yeah. So it's going to be a bit like a drug in some ways or coming off a drug. You're going to, there's going to be times where you feel very uneasy because it's not how you normally do things. That is perfectly normal. In fact, join us in our Facebook group. That's where you're going to have a tribe of other women who will support you and love you through this, which is exactly what we want that space to be. It'll also be a place of resources. We will share articles, various things outside of um, things that we write that uh, evidence or back up the things that we're saying that we get through from our team and spirit, which they keep giving us. They keep oh leading us to this amazing Loads. stuff after they Loads. tell us. It's like we've hit pay dirt here and we're just dying to share it with you. I mean, <laughs> it's like to, both Rach and I are just like, judging. We did it. We figured it out. Here, here it is. Here's some stuff. This is gold. I promise. <laughs> So we're really looking forward to connecting with you. We're really looking forward to sharing everything that we we know and we continue to get from our team in spirit because we know this information is so, so needed out there. Um, And I see so many female entrepreneurs and even male entrepreneurs who are burnt out, who have terrible relationships, or they have a really good business and and missing all of those things. So it's it's about having a, a thriving life, love, and business, not just one. Mm-hmm. Amen. (laughs) All right. Well, we're so happy you took a moment to listen to this and we hope it was helpful. Please leave us any comments that you have in our Facebook group. And until then, relax. We We got got this. Thanks for listening to the show. We loved having you. Come join our kick-ass community on Facebook. It's called Kick-Ass.